0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is BELIEVE. Hello again. This is Ike Feldman from IkeTagon.com, I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N.com. Here for another Mind Body Soul podcast. I always like to ask myself, but essentially it's the audience that's listening. I always like to ask us questions about certain fighters. Motives, incentives, reasons, related to the mind, the mentality as a major fight approach, the mentality, the recap of what just happened from a major fight, the body. Where they're at in their career, what changes have they made, what skills do they need to improve upon, what have they improved upon, their soul, their spirituality, what they paint for us in the canvas, a UFC octagon, the floor, the mat, is called the canvas boxing as well. And poetically, I like to say that the fighters, boxers or mixed martial artists, they will paint their art on the canvas. I'm not talking about physically with blood, I'm talking about soulfully and spiritually what they what they want to show. How they want to express themselves And This past weekend In New Mexico Rio Rancho specifically I was harping heavily In the last Mind Body Soul About Jan Blachowicz And Corey Anderson How they would express themselves And what should they show In their fight Why there should be no excuse for them to go essentially head over heels at attempting to gain the victory and essentially line themselves up for the biggest fight of their career and get a title shot against the greatest of all time, and John Jones. I was asking last episode, would John Jones attend the event? He doesn't attend many UFC or MMA events, but the event was in his home state. He trains and lives in Albuquerque, and I assume that Rio Rancho wasn't too bad of a commute to get to and support his gym's fighters from Ray Borg to Lando Venata. Uh, Diego Sanchez, who now is separate from the gym, but has put in around 15 years of hard work, dedication, blood, sweat, and tears into the Jackson Winkle John gym that represents John Jones. So John Jones showed up, represent his team, cheer for his team. But... A good percentage of the reason why he was there was to study his potential next opponent, which could be Jan Blakowicz. After Jan amazingly knocked out Corey Anderson in the first round, Jan answered the questions about wanting the fight more, about focusing on the fight more, staying in the moment mentally physically spiritually and put him in putting himself in a great position it was the biggest win of his career hands down he's had knockouts over former champions he's been on pay-per-view cards received a lot of fight bonuses but he was headline in this fight it's on the heels of the John Jones, Dominic Reyes, UFC 247 fight. It's in front of John Jones. It's in John Jones' home state. It's against the guy that he previously lost against back at UFC 191. And Jan Blachowicz proved that he's on a mission. And he's on a mission for gold. It was a beautiful counter right overhand, right. And slowly but surely his timing is getting better. A lot of people say that you're born with power. Jan had a stretch where he wasn't leveling people or knocking out people or making them go to sleep. usually sat behind his jab, stayed on the feet, outpointed pointed fighters if he had it with jabs, kicks. He was a very scrappy, few, few and far in between times he would show how talented he is. But lately, in this last year, he's been on a roll since he got finished from... A top UFC light heavyweight contender in Thiago Santos. I believe that was in the spring of 2019. And since then, he's changed up a whole lot. Seems confident. Three wins in a row. Gets a win over somebody who beat him a couple years ago. And now the ball is in John Jones's court. John Jones, who... He's an interesting character. And every single fight camp and every single fight week and every single fight... We learned just a little more about John Jones' true personality. And I want to know a lot more. Conor McGregor was the, the poster boy for just leaving it all out there, just fully expressing yourself, be who you are. Conor McGregor carries that Irish Celtic King mentality throughout his entire life. Ronda Rousey was... This pent-up, frustrated person who dealt with a lot of oppression and depression and highs and lows and took it out on her opponents. She expressed herself mightily fight week and before the fight and would really internalize her anger and then express it on fight night. And you could tell it looked like... uh, a ton of bricks was lifted off her back every time she won. And John Jones, it seems that he's a lot more guarded. And not many people know the true John Jones person, the man who he is outside of fighting. <sighs> Maybe he's a very protective person, he keeps his family, his kids completely pushed. Behind his back And he doesn't want any cameras Or lights shining on them He doesn't want any lights or cameras Shining on his personal life And my personal life Not just friends and family But his personal personality His public personality Is that of Strong mental warfare Fierce competitor Does not make a Poor Chess move mentally, physically, and spiritually. John Jones has really become he's really. It's hard to tell It's hard to tell Because as I'm talking I'm thinking of The moment that he cried When he was at the press conference When he found out he couldn't compete Competition holds John together It really is what wakes him up in the morning And gets him going The next day Challenges Challenges Friends and family Is what John Jones value Yeah we really We saw how much it meant to John When it was advised For him not to speak publicly After the steroid testing And he went to the stage anyway, and he was crying tears. This was pre-UFC 200. He was supposed to fight Daniel Cormier for the second time. And he, he was a man that was melting in front of us. And what he loved and cherished so much, everything was taken away from him. So he has shown who he is. He just. It's few and far in between. People forget about it. Fighting challenges and competing means everything that John. And I hope he's in a better state. These are good problems for him to have, to be choosing opponents. Does he fight Jan Blakowicz? Is he going to rematch Dominic Reyes? Is he going to heavyweight? He's got to be loving it right now. He's coming into a nice mental peak. And he's got to be just loving that the eyeballs are on him. For what decision he's going to make next. Obviously, Conor McGregor will always garner the attention of the sport. He transcends the sport. But John Jones is happy that he's getting some attention. All that hard work, all that grinding is being paid off. And in my opinion, he needs to push that Skeletons back into the closet. And each personality is different. Ronda Rousey, everybody's moved on. She's doing WWE and she's still making money. She's still staying active. She's moved on. Conor McGregor, again, in their minds, they've all moved on. Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, John Jones. But call me a harsh critic. Call me... The ultimate criticizer, but I want to see what Connor does when he faces true adversity. And he can move on faster from adversity than John Jones and Ronda because that's the way Connor works. His brain is now, 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 now. I can't wait for tomorrow. It's got to be now. John Jones is a lot more methodical in terms of getting respect, losing respect, regaining respect. It's lower. Connors is up and down, up and down. He could win a fight like he did against Cowboy, and he's back in the good graces of the public. He could screw up tomorrow, get arrested again, and then he's down, and then fight again, win, and he's up. John Jones is... He's gone... Three whole fights... Excuse me, maybe two fights, the Tiago Santos and the Dominic Reyes without the pico or pico-gate being a discussion. And it shows you it started a little over a year ago and it still hangs over him. But John has to keep moving forward, be smarter. And if he can go two whole years, I think everybody will move on. McGregor, he can win the public over as he did uh, with one fell swoop. But again, he can lose it quicker. And John Jones could lose it slower and gain it slower. McGregor's the roller coaster, but I believe John will keep moving towards the light, being a better person and a role model, and in his community, I'm sure he does a lot of role model-esque things in terms of his time and where he puts his time and in the community. But this is good that John has good problems to balance. No more court dates. And hopefully it's just fight talk from here on out. And who does he fight next? That will determine uh, a lot for John's legacy in my mind. And that will say a lot about John's personality. He has all these proponents pushing him, saying that he's this monster. In a rematch, Alexander Gustafson, he finishes him. Daniel Cormier, he finishes him. Would he finish Dominic Reyes? Or does he feel that he skated by, let's move on to Jan Blachowicz? The truth will catch up to you. And I would love to see John versus Dominic Reyes, John versus Jan, John moving up to heavyweight. But John is very slow in his approach his legacy He needs to shut up everybody About the Dominic Reyes fight And If he went out there and fought Jan and lost People will say well that's what you get That was a match too late People will say why'd you duck Reyes That will hang over John's mind And he will be asked about Dominic Reyes even if he gets a fight with Jan Blackowitz, If he was to move to heavyweight, that's probably the second best move in terms of quieting the haters. If he just was like Dominic Reyes was a tough fight in his mind. He wouldn't say this public, publicly. But I'm um, moving on to another challenge. If he fought at heavyweight against Ngannou, Stipe, DC, that would silence everybody and we would look forward to one of the biggest fights in UFC history. But Jan Blakowicz does not silence the critics. It just moves the chains for him personally. And I would like to see him versus Dominic Reyes. And nobody's pushing this enough. Dominic Reyes said this in the post-fight press conference. It was his first five-round fight. So he miscalculated cardio-wise, and he miscalculated gas tank-wise, and he pushed too early. He wasn't scared of John Jones. I would love to see the adjustments he makes. More... Importantly, I would love to see the adjustments John makes. Does John figure out a better way to wrestle Dominic? Does he figure out a better way to use his elbows or knees? I'd love to see it because I don't think John is ready for heavyweight. And Blachowicz is the, it's a safe option for John. Blachowicz can obviously end John's night and take his title and take everything John's worked for and put it in his pocket. but we'll see where John is this would be the closest rematch he's done with uh, Gustafson. it was UFC 165 3 years later than UFC 232 Daniel Cormier John Jones 1 was UFC 182 the rematch was UFC 214 so John's usually have space has space in between and It's getting kind of iffy for him That's why What's weighing on his mind Tiago Santos won the fight In one judge's eyes Back at UFC 239 And John could have lost the title If Anthony Smith Cashed in on that illegal knee That John threw And win by disqualification And take the title John is skating on thin ice, and every time he gets a win, it's making it to the land. He still has to skate across that pond, and he studies the pond every day. He studies, studies, studies. He looks at the weather. What's the best day to skate this pond? He goes as fast as he can sometimes, calculated as he can. And he makes it across the pond. Sometimes it cracks a little behind him. What does he do next? What's next for the UFC is UFC Auckland. Dan Hooker versus Paul Felder. This is a match that just makes a ton of sense. Paul Felder... Is a kickboxer who's willing to fight anybody, anywhere. Philly born. Tough guy. Great experience with the Duke Rufus camp out in Milwaukee. Trains with Tyron Woodley, Bilal Muhammad, Anthony Pettis, Ben Askren. He's a veteran. He's fought the who's who in the lightweight division. He's a fantastic broadcaster. But is it his time or is it Dan Hooker's time? The wild kickboxing, I'm fine from any type of position, Dan Hooker, who's now finally grown into a seasoned and well-rounded mixed martial artist. Who's surrounded by top-tier fighters like Alexander Volkanovsky. Israel Adesanya, who's a main training partner of his UFC middleweight champion. Dan Hooker, he had a bad 2018 when he it ended with him being beat down by Ebsen Barbosa, one of the best kickboxers. Back in December 2018... He then went on to turn it around by finishing James Vick, and outstriking, being able to stand on his feet against Ally Aquinta. Back at UFC 243, both fighters, and this is a home game for Dan Hooker. It's in New Zealand. It's I don't know how far the travel is. From City Kickboxing Gym in New Zealand, but this is a home game for Dan Hooker. Credit to Paul Felder for going out there and not being scared. To wanna throw some bones on somebody's home turf. Ally Quinta wasn't, but will Paul Felder be victorious? It's tough. It's very, very tough. Paul is not scared. He's not going to be scared. The moment won't too, be too big. He feels that he deserves it. He says that this is the best shape he's been in. I mean, we've heard that a lot, but he he's really pushing that, It is especially after all the wars that Paul Felder's been in, for him to say that this is the best he's been in. He's definitely a cerebral guy, so maybe he's discovered some fountain of health. And Dan Hooker is just doing well. Doing very well. Came into the UFC on fire. Then got stopped. Moved up slowly but surely. Uh, Basically a two steps forward, one step back type of guy. And he is truly finding his mojo. And both guys meeting at the same time, it's just perfect. It's a perfect matchup in the lightweight division. And Ally Quinta could fight Paul Felter Paul Felder if he wins, Paul Felder if he loses. Ally Quinta is saying he's ready to fight Dustin Poirier maybe in April or May. But those guys, the Kevin Lees, the Aya Quintas, the Paul Felders, the Dan Hookers, they're all in the same mix. They're all trying to be top five. And You got to win, obviously. I just, the fact that it's at home and Dan Hooker can feel that extra energy, he's going to have to dig deep, though, to win. This isn't going to be an easy win. Paul Felder is not easy to put away, and he's willing to stand and trade. Maybe Hooker was lucky that Iaquinta was stationary in the first round. He chipped away at that calf kick. And then Al was a a hurt fighter trying to do takedowns and Hooker was able to shake him off and keep the fight where he wanted. And Ally Quinter really had to bite down his mouthpiece and maintain composure through those three rounds. What can Hooker do game plan wise that Felder hasn't seen? He's kickboxed with everybody. He's beaten the guy that Hooker has his worst loss to. Which is Ebsen Barbosa. Felders fought him twice. You can really see that Hooker is. Different from the Pact In the fact that how long he is. He's very gangly and lengthy. UFC lightweight. He's about one, Maybe 6'2". And he's good on his feet. He's not slow. He's very agile. And. Felder is a a tough, condensed kickboxer that's loose. He has a lot of muscle, and maybe that helps him avoid taking damage to the midsection and to the legs. He's well built, and Hooker is very stringy, so it's definitely a contrast in bodies. I think Hooker... It's huge that Felder's had this long travel, and I believe he traveled about 7 to 10 days out to get acclimated to the Auckland and New Zealand atmosphere and temperature. and Ally Quinta did two weeks, and it didn't work out, with, work out for him, but Felder is a student of the game. I think Hooker still edges him out. Five-round fight, that's interesting. I don't remember the last time the UFC had uh, a fight go all five rounds. I mean, I just talked about it. How could I forget? Uh, UFC 247, the main event. But a non-UFC title fight? I don't know. I think it's been a while. Let's see. Covington news won 5 rounds. Okay. The last one was uh, In November So about Three months ago was the Last non-UFC Or last non-title fight To go The complete rounds Milakovic Our boy Bruce Jacare Man that was Uh The fight was pretty static. A lot of buzzing, not a lot of stinging. So, Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker. Should be a good fight. I give the edge to Dan Hooker. Light heavyweight, Jimmy Crute versus Michael... Now nah, I know Michael, I've seen a lot of his fights, <sighs> but I can never land his name. He I learned about him when he stopped Long Island local John Volante in Copenhagen or Poland last year. And he does not look like a light heavyweight. He looks like he should... Either put on a lot of muscle for 205 pounds or try to cut down to 185 pounds. But he is a very underrated fighter because of his appearance. He absolutely destroys when he finds his range and a home for that left hand. But unfortunately, he needs to get back into the win column. The UFC was trying to... Elevate him He Was on A three fight Win streak And then The UFC Stepped him up To Ovens St. Preux And he Got stopped Because What else An Ovens St. Preux Choke And Jimmy Crut Recruit He Is a local for this card, for the New Zealand card. Does he carry the local emotion into the fight? Does Michael Olechek does he take advantage of the over emotion? Both fighters need a win. It's not like both are on heavy win streaks. Jimmy Krut was on a win streak, and just like Michael Olakchek, he fell victim to one of the top five gatekeepers, Misha Serkinov. Ovin St. Prue, Alir Latifi, Serkinov, they've all floated around. 5, six, seven in the UFC light heavyweight division rankings and shows you Krut and Olekcek they knocked on the door but nobody answered so now they're paired up against each other and they're both going to try to make another attempt to get into the UFC top 5 and it starts with this fight I like Michael Olczyk because of his uh his confidence in his striking and Krut has been heavy into wrestling and grappling seems like he's a, a Well-rounded fighter, but I'm going with the specialist with Michael Olukchik Other fighters Kalina Kovaciewicz Zubara, Tukagov, Emil Meek returns. Kai Car France tries to make a wrong a right after he lost to Brandon Moreno recently. I think it was in December or November, and he's turning around because this is a local fight. He's also a training partner of. Dan Hooker and Israel Adesanya And Angela Hill Who was just on the Rogan podcast Will try to keep the wins going against Loma Luke Bombi Should be a good card. Moves the chains in terms of UFC fight nights. Next week. Should be a fun card. We have a title fight. And it's free, no pay per view. Benavides vs. Figueiredo. The UFC flyweight title on the line. So, next week should be fun. This week should be fun. I'll be watching. Maybe live, maybe not. There's the boxing fight with Tyson Fury. And Deontay Wilder I'm just going to enjoy that Thank you guys for the listens And the downloads and the likes For the Mind, Body, Soul podcast series I'm Mike Feldman from iktagon.com